0: Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves and cares for them. Our goal is to offer real life topics and learning, discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight I am excited to welcome back a guest that we've had before, Wendy Shardamoff, who is a cash certified newborn care specialist, a master NCS, and a seasoned nanny with over 15 years of professional experience. Wendy is also the founder and owner of a consulting company called Nanny Consults. Tonight, we're going to dig into kind of one aspect of that and talk about something that's been much more of a reality in our world in the last almost 12 months now. Um, And that's nannying for work-at-home parents in that work-at-home world. Now, that existed before the pandemic hit. But not to the degree that it does now, because so many people are working from home and so many families have been in need of having that in-home child care. And so Wendy's going to share with us tonight some insights and information so that we can really look at that. And if you're in that situation or considering that kind of situation, you can be really successful while you're doing that. So Wendy, I'm really excited to have you tonight. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be back. Thank you for having me again.
0: Absolutely. I know that people before love the information that you share um, and you've always had great insights. So we're excited to kind of talk about this tonight Um, before we get into this. Can you kind of refresh for those who might not have heard from you for a while, or even to share with those people who you might be new to, refresh their information. Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got to where you're at, and why you decided to kind of offer a consulting service for nannies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started my professional nanny career about 16 years ago. And I spent 15 years in the nanny industry, and then I've also spent the last three and a half years as a newborn care specialist. I started with the foundational training through your company, Newborn Care Solutions, and I went on to take all of your classes. I took your elite uh, course, and then went on to take the master course, and uh, just have been so excited by all the information I have learned there, and have loved working in the NCS industry. But uh, one of my other passions has always been helping other nannies and really helping them understand the professional side of the industry. And those those areas that we're not taught, we're all naturals with kids, but we're not necessarily naturals when it comes to the professional side, when it comes to creating resumes, creating contracts, having discussions about conflicts within the homes that we're <coughs> working in. Um, All of those areas I felt really had a missing need. And that's how I came up with Nanny Consults. It's a consulting company. I do work with families, but the majority of the people that I work with are nannies and we work on interview skills. Like I said, resumes and contracts are a big thing I work with. Conflict resolution, um, how to have difficult conversations. That's really the goal of Nanny Consults and it's been fabulous working with nannies. Uh, This year it's really blossomed and exploded. So um, I'm really excited about that. Um, but kind of going back to my nanny career, my 15 years of the nanny in the nanny industry, 13 of those years were spent working in homes where either one or more parents worked from home or working more hours than what parents worked. So they were there in their off time or I, they worked a flexible schedule. So sometimes they were there and sometimes they were not. And I've been seeing a lot on many of the nanny groups nannies who are really struggling working with work from home parents now because it's not something that they've experienced. It's new to them. It's new to so many people, including the parents who are working from home. And so I wanted to really share some of my experience working with those work from home parents and some of the things that I did to really turn those into positive relationships.
0: Yeah, no, that is great. I know that you're right. A lot of nannies simply have never experienced this before. Uh, The pandemic has really changed a lot of things for many of us. Uh, I have worked with families that have had either a work-at-home parent or a stay-at-home parent uh, in the past, and I've always been okay with it. But there are some really unique challenges to working in that kind of situation. So I'm really excited to kind of dig into this with you tonight. Um, so kind of give us an overview. Um, you and I have talked about this in other times, other occasions, but we both know that whenever there's anything that's a potential problem, being proactive about addressing it up front is huge and can change the outcome. You know, my husband's fond of saying nobody minds bad news if they know about it in advance. I always say I'd rather deal with it while it's a molehill before it becomes a mountain. Either way, do you feel that being proactive in a situation like this and addressing potential problems with parents is an important aspect of working with at-home parents?
1: I love those those quotes. I'm going to write them down after this because it's so true. Um, Being proactive is really the key to working with work from home parents. Um, And with changes in our world due to COVID right now, we're seeing so many more parents working from home. And while at first this seemed like it was going to be something temporary, a lot of these jobs are not planning to go back to in person. Companies have realized that they save a lot of money on office space and they see a lot higher productivity from people who are working from home when they're always near their computer and can just get work done all the time. There's in a lot of cases, higher productivity. So while it used to be an option as a nanny to just say, I'm not gonna work work for work from home parents. I only work for parents who work outside the home. Doing so now is gonna vastly decrease your options in the future, even once the pandemic is a little bit more under control and some companies do return to work. So instead of throwing in the towel and saying, well, fine, I'm just not gonna nanny anymore. I'm over this, I don't wanna do it anymore. I wanted to really focus on how you can develop plans and utilize certain tools to really improve these relationships and to make it a positive relationship. The key really is being proactive and making sure that everybody who's involved is on the same page from the very beginning. This includes the parents and the nannies and the children, having those plans that support all of those that are involved, not just you, not just the parents, but really including the, par- the children in those plans as well. And any other caregivers, of course, if you work on a team with grandma or grandpa or other nannies or newborn care specialists, uh, making sure that everybody's on the same page. Uh, It's really a lot like having a detailed contract. If you have the conversations before challenges come up, what everybody involved kind of has a roadmap for how you're gonna deal with them. And when you have that roadmap, it helps to decrease any chances of conflict in the future And it gives you something to refer back to when some of those things go off course.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And having been a nanny in a situation years ago and an NCS where there was either parents in the home or as you and I both know, as NCS, when we're working overnights or we're working 18 hour shifts or 24 hour shifts, we're working with parents in the home. They're there. And I love that you brought up the kids because setting expectations for the children is just as important and having guidelines. And I've done simple things like having a stoplight on the door. And when it's green, it means you can come in. When it's yellow, it means you have to knock first. And if it's red, it means you can't come in at all and you can't knock. You can't disturb somebody. There's little tools like that that we can put in place when working with kids. So I love that you included the kids in this because there's such an important aspect of it. But of course, what we hear all the time from nannies and from other caregivers or other household staff even is that there's a lot of challenges with working with parents who are in the home. Let's address some of those. What are some of those challenges? Um, and kind of what do you think we can do to help make that better, to improve the outcome?
1: Yeah, so I came up with some challenges to share. And these are kind of the big ones. Of course, there's going to be some other little challenges that you can <clears throat> kind of work with as they come. But these are some of the big ones. Uh, anyone in childcare knows that things can get a little bit crazy when parents walk in the door after being at work all day. Even if you've been having a perfect calm day with the most perfectly well-behaved children, they all tend to go a little bit crazy when they see mom and dad. Um, The issue is really exacerbated when a parent is in and out of shared areas throughout the day when they're working from home. And when that happens, a lot of times meltdowns can be common when they go back or they're bouncing off the walls when parents walk in. And it really can just be a very stressful situation for you, for the parents, for everybody involved and really for the kids too. The reason that they are having those extreme highs and lows in their emotions is because they're a little bit stressed out with the situation too. So that's one of the big ones. Uh, Space is another big one, especially right now. Many of the parents who are working from home now didn't originally plan to work from home. So that may or may not have been part of their plans when they purchased whatever home they're living in. They might not have a designated workspace or an office where they can close doors. And this means sometimes that a parent is out in the shared area, out in the open all the time, or they're trying to lock themselves in a bedroom and create an office space in their bedroom or in the basement that's not finished. These spaces, it's kind of hard to come by in some of these families. And for a parent who spends a lot of time on the phone or on Zoom calls, it can be really difficult trying to keep children from interrupting their calls by being too noisy. And that causes anxiety for the nanny, especially as they try to keep everybody calm and happy and stresses out the employer who's trying to do their job and is not really sure how to do it with the kids screaming in the background. Um, You know, there's also the risk, like you mentioned, of a child just barging into the work area in the middle of a Zoom call. We all saw the BBC interview last year and um, all of the TikToks and Facebook posts that have come out since COVID started of kids interrupting meetings. Uh, so even if you do have a designated office space, there's still those challenges. And that's, of course, frustrating for everyone. And then one of the hardest issues and one of the hardest ones to bring up is kind of determining the balance of power within the household. For those who have not worked with work-from-home parents, we're often used to kind of taking a step back when parents arrive home at the end of the day and allowing them to take on the disciplinary role if needed. But when parents are home all throughout the day, those lines are really blurred. And it's really easy to fall into a trap where they're not backing you up throughout the day with whatever rules and boundaries you've set for the children, or they're stepping in to help, which they think is really helpful. And we all know is not always very helpful when you're dealing with an issue with the kids and apparently a parent suddenly comes in to help. It's not always the most helpful. All of those issues can really be exacerbated depending on the number of children that you have within the household, because it's simple enough to kind of wrangle one toddler or one four-year-old. But if you have two or more kids in the house, you have to be constantly on watch all day long to keep everybody in line. And frankly, it's just exhausting.
0: And so what would you suggest to a caregiver who's in that kind of situation is that you've got to have a curriculum? Is it you've got to have a plan? Do you need to just kind of have a, wow, if things get out of hand, we're going to do this. Do you have to talk to the parents about how they respond to that? How does that all work?
1: Yes, all of the above. is. It's really about sitting down with parents and making a plan about how you're going to handle these issues. And best case scenario is you're doing this before the issues ever come up. You're doing it right when a parent decides that they're working from home. And we'll chat a little bit later about how to bring that up. But Uh, a lot of you are already in this situation. You're already having these struggles. And so it's time to to make that plan with parents to have that sit down and kind of determine your plan of action going forward. And it's really about when you sit down to make that plan it's about um, finding tools and tricks that can really help to alleviate some of these challenges. It's not about avoiding the challenge altogether. It's about knowing how you're going to respond to the challenges. And the good news is that regardless of how many kids are in your care, there are things that you can do. So I'm gonna kind of go point by point the challenges that I came up with before, uh, that I was talking about before. So when it comes to dealing with those extreme high and low emotions when kids see their parents throughout the day, the best thing is to come up with a plan surrounding (coughs) what your drop-ins are going to look like. How are you going to handle short drop-ins and how are you gonna handle long drop-ins? and express those to the children, what you're going to do, so they know what to accept or to expect. Similar to setting up naptime routines or bedtime routines or meal routines, discuss a drop-in routine. And this is especially important for young children, for toddlers, um, you know, kind of the 15 month old, or even, you know, one year old to three year old are going to be your ones who struggle most with those drop-ins. The older kids start to kind of get it down quickly, but the younger kids don't quite understand. So while it might be kind of tough at first, They do adjust fairly quickly if you keep things really consistent. Uh, And we all know that that's the key to routines is consistency. For example, for a short drop-in, say mom is in her office and she's going to refill her coffee and then is going straight back into her office and she's going to walk straight through your play area. A short drop-in routine might be that they always give a hug and say, I can only stay for a quick hug, but I'll be back later. And they say that every single time. So the child learns to know, okay, they do keep coming back, but they can't stay this time. And when it's a longer drop-in, say during a snack break or a lunch break, they can say, I'm taking a break right now and I can stay for 10 minutes. And then doing a countdown. I've got five more minutes. I've got two more minutes. Okay. I have to go back to work now. And really the key to all of this is keeping the wording consistent, using those same, especially for the little kids, not as much for the older kids, but for those little kids say the same couple phrases each time. And they'll start to understand what those phrases mean. And it'll just become routine for them. And by keeping that. Um, Word it inconsistent by setting those expectations early on, on how long a visit is going to last, it can really uh, prevent those meltdowns that we're all concerned about. And this isn't necessarily going to be an immediate change, but by being consistent, they will eventually adjust. And when a drop-in routine, if you've got a drop-in routine, when it's not possible, say mom is on a conference call and she's got to just run over and grab a new pen because hers is out of ink. Um, Sometimes it's helpful to shoot a text to the nanny and you can hide for a minute, you know, run to the bathroom or go upstairs to read a book in the bedroom and go back down to the play area and kind of avoid those interactions when you know you're not going to be able to follow your routine to avoid those meltdowns. When it comes to the space issue, that's one of the hardest issues, Um, the hardest ones to come up with a plan. You had a great one before about the stop sign on the door, the green, yellow Red, that's a wonderful one. And obviously that's your best case scenario is your parent has a designated office space or office space inside their bedroom. And when uh, when that's the case, keeping kids out of the office might be as simple as putting a lock on the door. And uh, if there's a sound issue, you can get sound dampeners that go underneath doors that can kind of help block some of that noise. Sound dampeners are amazing. Uh, So that's your best case scenario. But if you're working for a parent who has to conduct work in a shared space, it gets a little bit harder. When COVID numbers decrease or when weather warms up again, parks and outings are usually great options for that. Getting out of the house during the day so you're not interrupting the parents and the parents aren't interrupting you. But right now, most of us are stuck at home And it's pretty cold outside in a lot of places. I know you're in Arizona, so it might not be that cold there, but it's pretty chilly here in Colorado. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So it's important to have a backup plan. Discuss with the family you're working with where would be the best place to play with the children, where you're going to be the least disruptive to their work, and where they will be the least disruptive to your day. So what some parents don't understand is that it is disruptive having them at their computer in the living room in your play space during the day. So it's important to have those conversations because it really is a give and take. Um, So maybe they have an unfinished basement that they can set up with a space heater and purchase foam mats and put children's toys down there. Or maybe you set up the play area in a child's room or in a guest bedroom that's been converted to a play area temporarily. (sighs) Uh, In those cases, sometimes it's helpful to get bins that you can transport toys in throughout the house, depending on where you need to be throughout the day. If you don't have one consistent space, or if you've got a toddler who just went into a toddler bed and you don't want to keep all of their toys in their room all the time to disrupt naps. Mm -hmm. Um, Baby gates around living room areas or play areas can also be really helpful, especially if you've got toddlers in your care. you just have to come up with a plan together with your employers. That's going to work best for all of you.
0: Yeah. no, those are a couple of really great ideas. I had one client once who had a rolling laundry basket. So it was on wheels and it had three bins in it. And we just threw all the toys in the bins and just rolled it wherever we needed to, when we needed to be out of the space.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's just be flexible, not everything is going to work perfectly for every situation. So find out what works best for your situation. And once you have a plan, set boundaries for the children and make sure that the parents are on board with the plan, of course, because nothing's going to work unless you're all working together. Um, And just like keeping children away from hot stoves or from Christmas trees or from electrical outlets, set a boundary and enforce it. Uh, Use consistent language in actions like That's mommy's work area. We are playing in the living room right now and mommy can't play, but we'll see mommy at lunchtime. Have those conversations with the children. And then if that redirection doesn't work, maybe to change of location to some playtime in child's bedroom, that may be necessary. The key to this, of course, is mommy's being on board and allowing you to redirect without interfering, without making cutesy smiley faces from the other side of the pretty French doors. This is why it's so important to have these conversations and set these plans in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, the last issue we talked about was the balance of power issue. And the best advice I can give Mm -hmm. to you is what I've said over and over again already. Have the conversation. Bring it up and be honest about the challenges that you might face. Ask the questions about who's going to be in charge when you're there and who has the final say during work hours. Discuss what to do if you disagree on a rule or a boundary that you've set and suggest that any of those disagreements be discussed without the children present rather than a parent overruling you in the moment. That's a really important one because Uh, If a parent's not respectful of your boundaries, the child is not going to be respectful. So have that conversation early on. Hey, if I have a boundary during the day that you notice and you don't agree with, instead of overruling me, then can you, we just have a quick conversation at the end of the day or during nap time about it. And I'll see if I can change the way that I'm setting those boundaries. Um, Open those lines of communication and check in frequently, make small adjustments as necessary.
0: Yeah, those are some great tips. Um, Can I add one? Yes. To it is, I think setting clear expectations for parents around how their child's going to behave can be huge. We tend to forget as child caregivers that not everybody understands children the same way we do. We understand, you brought up at the beginning, which I think is huge, that children are going to have meltdown sometimes around their parents and it's going to take time for them to adjust to these new circumstances, new boundaries, whatever it is, right? We need to sometimes remember that we have to help set our parents up for success also by saying, this is how your toddler might behave. This is what they might do. This is a normal expected response This is a normal expected behavior, and this is how I intend to handle it. And if they have that information, they're a lot less likely to try and jump in or override because they're not shocked by the behavior. They're not surprised by it. It might still stress them or upset them, but if they know in advance that it is going to happen, most likely, they're much more likely to respond in a way that's positive for everybody in the end.
1: And that is so true. Like, that's one of the keys to this whole thing is setting realistic expectations, realistic expectations for you, for the children, for the parents, and really being honest with each other about where you might fail and where you might thrive and how you can work around that.
0: Absolutely. So what is one of the things that if you were looking at this, if somebody says to you, well, this is great, whatever, but... How do I even talk about this with parents?
1: You know, that's a really good question. It's because it is, it's important to kind of bring it up and start that conversation. Cause your employer may not even think to bring it up. They may not realize like you just talked about that these issues are going to be a problem. Right. And one of the most difficult parts of those conversations is kind of knowing what's okay to suggest, what's not okay to suggest and how to start it up Uh, start the conversation at all. And like I've said many times, it's important to be proactive. Um, So the way that I typically approach it, uh, best case scenario is you're approaching it before they even start working from home or right at the beginning. And you can say something in person or by text or by email. And it's really simple. Just say, hey with you switching to working from home i think it'd be a good idea to sit down and come up with a plan of action to help us all through this adjustment and make sure that everything runs smoothly it's always easier if we can anticipate issues before they ever come up something very simple like that it's not a conflict it's not a scary conversation it's very simply like hey this is going to be adjustment for all of us let's make a plan Now, if you're already in this position, which I think applies to a lot of nannies right now, and you want to bring up a conversation you haven't had before, you can change it up a little bit and say, hey, you've been working at home for three months now, and I'd love to sit down and discuss how things have been going and what adjustments we can make to make things run a little bit smoother. I have a few suggestions that I think could help us all. And just have those really simple conversations. Um, Start the conversation, sit down, come to the table with some of these challenges that we discussed and how you can plan to uh, avert these challenges when you're able and how to have really realistic expectations. And once you're sitting down with the family, bring up some of the topics we've discussed, but also be Mm -hmm. open and flexible to work within your employer's comfort level. They may not agree to all of the, um, all of the tools and tricks that you've come up with so come up with something different together if they don't like one find something else and it's really simple you say okay i see that you're not comfortable with that what would you suggest when this happens come up with that plan together and notice that in none of my suggestions uh, for tools of how to deal with challenges did i mention telling parents that they can't come in and see their children throughout the day or they can't move freely through the house. Um, That's gonna be a boundary that's inappropriate to suggest. And it's important to know those those boundaries that are appropriate and inappropriate. It's inappropriate to suggest that a parent can't move freely within their own household. Um, You have to remember that this is their home. They have the right to move about as they please, and they have the right to stop in and see their children whenever they please. Um, Instead, kind of focus on how you're going to react as a team to issues when they arise, rather than preventing issues altogether. You said it before, issues are going to happen. It's not about preventing issues. It's about how we're going to respond to issues. Um, and then just one more example of another inappropriate suggestion would be telling parents, Hey, you really need to go and rent out a different office space, or you need to go and work at Starbucks because this isn't working for me. Um, Or saying, hey, you need to tell me every time you're moving through the home so that uh, I'm not surprised when you walk through and I'm with the kids. Both of those would also kind of apply to the inappropriate uh, boundaries. The point of the conversation is to develop a plan as a team and really focus on that teamwork. It's not to take full control of the entire situation. We're nannies. We like to do it ourselves because we can. I'm just going to take care of this and take care of everybody. But the simple fact is when you're working with a work from home parent, you can't do it all yourself. It has to be a teamwork.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You've brought up so many fantastic points that, you know, are more familiar to me because I've had multiple at home parents. But the reality is in our current world, this is a new situation for a lot of people and your, your point about, you know, coming to these conclusions together, working together as a team is so huge because we also forget, I think that this isn't new just for a nanny who's never done it before. It's very likely new for these parents who've never had to do it before also. And everybody's got to navigate this And the more we work together and focus on a team effort to solve the problems, the more likely it's going to be successful. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything else that you want to share with our audience tonight, Wendy, before we wrap up? Um, Yeah, just a couple
1: more small things and one of them is you might run into a family that's not open to making this plan or who don't stick to the plan once it's made. We know that happens. We spend all this time coming up with a great plan and we're really excited and the execution just doesn't happen. If you're in this position, it's really important to take some time to reflect on if you're going to be okay with continuing on with this family. And sometimes for some nannies, it's just a matter of adjusting your expectations and accepting that this is your new normal. Um, And if that works for you, great. Uh, I'm one of those people that there are certain cases where I can say, okay, I understand that I am not going to change this. And I accept that this is the way it's going to be. And I've worked with families that didn't follow the plan and I just adjusted my side and it was just fine. But you also might be that person that it's too stressful, too frustrating or causes too much anxiety if the parents aren't on board. And if that's the case, it's okay to say this family is no longer the right fit for you. You can find another position, possibly even with another work from home parent who is going to be willing to help you and do that teamwork alongside you to make sure it's a positive relationship. Um, We can't force parents to be on board, but we (laughs) can decide what's best for us. And even with a family who is on board, just remember that no nanny family relationship is ever gonna be perfect. There will be frustrations. You will get annoyed sometimes, no matter how much planning you do in advance. It's just part of this industry. There's going to be setbacks and you might have to tweak your plan sometime. But what's important to remember is that open communication, a detailed plan of action and consistent execution of that plan are going to be the keys to a positive relationship in a work from home parent home.
0: That is a great final tip to share. I love that you brought that up. I really appreciate you joining us tonight and talking to us about a topic that is really relevant in our world right now. Um, For so many people, and I think as you brought up in the beginning, is going to continue to be relevant. I know so many people who have left their offices, let their leases go, um, have companies that have smaller staffs where everybody's working at home. And I also have friends who work for bigger companies who are now at home and have already been told that when things do open up and companies can go back that even if they come back to an office type environment, that that may just be part-time and they may be part-time at home and part-time there. So I think this is going to be something that's gonna continue to be relevant for the next several years, possibly a major permanent shift in our industry and in our world. So I'm really glad that we got to address this. As always, it is great to have you on and to have your insight and the takeaways and wisdom that you have for our audience. So thank you for joining us tonight, Wendy. You're welcome and thank you so much for
1: having me back. I always enjoy doing these with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that we get a lot of great feedback because you have such great information to share. So I really appreciate it. Um, For those of you that are watching, if you have any questions about this topic, or anything that is related to nannying or working as as part of a staff in a work from home world that we have now, please put them in the feed and tag Wendy or tag newborn care solutions. And we'll make sure that you get an answer. And if you're wanting to rewatch this segment or catch any of our past real talk episodes, pop on over to newborncaresolutions.com, click on the education tab, and you can access this, all of our past episodes and all of our other content. So thank you for joining us tonight and have a fantastic evening. Thanks for listening to the real talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, Please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk podcast with Tanya Sakowicz.